What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we're going to talk about, well, it's kind of like a little potpourri. We've got crystals. I know you have questions that you want to ask me about the class that I taught. And I guess we can't avoid it. We should talk about this whole COVID-19, huh? Yeah, it's it's all C's today. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> it's all C's. Well, the first thing that I think we have to talk about is how we are recording this and how this is try number three. Oh my god, it's been a very interesting experience trying to socially distance, but also record a podcast. So the first thing that we did was we tried through Skype. Which did not work. (laughs) Well, we recorded the whole thing, but then internet failed us and we lost it all. Yeah, it was like 40 minutes of podcast Oh my god. And then we tried, what did we try yesterday? Zoom? Well, we tried Google Hangouts. Yes, right. Which I discovered does not have like a native recording function. So then we tried Zoom, which has a native recording function, but was still not effective. What happened? I don't even remember what happened. I I was trying to think about it. I, I think that it was just because like the internet kept cutting in and out. Yeah. So we decided to do this, what is the most effective way, but like the least convenient way. Yeah. Um, It's you and me sitting alone in our homes, in front of our computers, both running Audacity, talking to each other on the phone. (laughs) So we can't see each other today. Which sucks. Yeah, because we're so used to that. But but if this works, this works. I just feel sorry for you because you edit everything. And now you have to take my Audacity file and match it up to your Audacity file. So I'm going to try my hardest not to step over what you say so that it's clean. Yeah. We're going to do our best. But, you know, in other news, um, as far as social distancing, I want to say a big thank you to everybody who follows us and follows us on Instagram, who has reached out to send love to send words of encouragement. Like, we love you guys. Um, little Taurus, we have a new little person. And I say little because this is how they describe themselves as like little witches or baby witches. But um, now we have Taurus in the mix. And, you know, it just, it means a lot. It always means a lot when people reach out. But I mean, we're bummed. We're both educators. We both miss our classes. We miss our kids. We worry about them and their families. You know, you don't become a teacher because you hate people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So as cranky as I could be, but you know, we don't hate people. So this is, um, this sucks and it sucks for everybody. Yeah. You know, um, but on some positive things of what people can do, you know, a lot of small businesses depend on us now more than ever. And while you can't go out, you can check out GoFundMe. I know of at least three different places that I personally am going to go on um, to help out. One is this fantastic hair salon, Moon Baby, in Salem. They do incredible work, and they're all out of work now. And, you know, if you work for yourself, you have a small business, who's there to help you in times like these? Um, Yeah, we definitely, um, I know we've talked about this off the podcast we want to post something for you guys to just be like, hey, if you have some some income that you can spare, here are some shops, here are some businesses that could really use some help. Um, and I know, like, for me, I've bought things 
that I know I'm not going to see for months. Yeah. But just to know that like I'm contributing to a little bit of normalcy for them to still produce product, to still go through that process and to get paid for it. Right. You know, that's, that's one of the best ways we can help them. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're saying to yourself, well, I really don't have income right now, you know, you could foster an animal if you can. Um, that would be a big help as well. There's different ways that you can help without one, exposing yourself to this thing. And two, um, without having to spend money. You know, even if you just post different places. Um, I know that in Salem they have this big Daughters of Darkness festival that got canceled. But guess what? April 3rd, 4th, and 5th, the days that they were going to have it, they're going to do it online. Which is so cool. Right? So it's about, you know, if you're not sure, reach out to those businesses that you love, the small businesses, and ask, like, how are you doing? Like, what can we do to help? And encourage them to go on social media if they haven't already so that they can get the word out about their stuff. So, yeah, those are just some things you can do. And then you feel good. Like, you feel like, okay, I'm doing something. I'm not just sitting at home, like, panicking or, you know, watching yeah. Sabrina for the upteenth time. <laughs> well, what are you watching now, Buffy? Okay, so, yes, I'm watching <laughs> Buffy. I started it from the beginning. And somebody reached out on social media to me, and they were like, oh, yeah, I started watching her again, too, like, a month ago. And I'm like, yes, Buffy's life. It's probably a good option. One of the things that I'm trying to do being stuck in my house is I'm trying to watch things that are like not sad or realistic. Agreed. And and I don't watch realistic things to begin with. Like I have a very niche set of interests, but right now I super don't want to watch anything. Like no zombie movies nope. because they're they're all about pandemics. Um minimal minimal doctor stuff like i'll only watch house right now because he always answers the question right like there's no consequences in house everybody gets healed um i'm watching a ton of like cooking shows on youtube because they're just so wholesome but like buffy's so fun and so like completely unrealistic that i think it's a great escape for right now that's what we need. We just need escape TV and escape movies and, you know, just get yeah. out of our own heads. Although I am going to try and write the great American novel. So like everybody cross your fingers. You know, everybody keeps talking about how Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the plague. And yep. I tell people, you know what? Forget what he did during the plague. He wrote Macbeth after the plague. He wrote The Tempest after the plague. You know, I think it's totally okay not to feel that you have to be super productive during this outbreak, but how are you going to change the world after? And I think that's what we need to take from all this. What are we going to do after this? I love that. I think that's like the most, I was going to say appropriate. I don't think that's the right word. That's like the right take because especially there's this like subset of Twitter, like rise and grind Twitter. And they're all about like being productive and having a side hustle. And that's, I think, super toxic right now is this idea that we're all, we're all going through what will basically be like collective PTSD at the end of this. Like we're going through a huge community trauma. And so the idea that we need to be productive during a community trauma is like, it's bad for us. We, you should be okay with the fact that you're going to be laying on the couch for hours at a time scrolling through Twitter that you might have to like spend an hour crying 
if we don't get things done, we don't get things done. We just have to keep going. Right. Yeah, so, I like your take better. Thank you. So let's keep going now with... What do you want oh to talk God, about Oh my God, tell first? me all about your class. Okay, first of all, I loved the people in my class. Okay, they were so much fun. I feel like I learned so much from them because they all came with different talents and different gifts and different knowledge bases that they just made everything so interesting. They kept it going. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was really cool. I was nervous at first. I have to admit, I was like, okay, how's this going to work? Because I've never really done online stuff, which is interesting because now... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now we have no other option. Right. Now in my day-to-day life, I'm doing classes online. So I guess that was good. I can't imagine you being nervous. Well, because I just felt, here's the thing. There were people, I know I had at least one person in Australia and um, people in Europe. So my nervousness really came from, will I be able to answer people's questions in a timely manner? Because if you're, you know what I mean? Like if I'm asleep when you're writing and then you're like, okay, great. She hasn't reached out to me. You know what I mean? That's what I was worried about, but it worked out perfectly, probably because I have such strange hours. Like, you know, I get up at at five, so I just made sure to get up a little bit earlier so that as I'm having, like, my tea, I would, like, be able to write people or whatever. Um, So So can you tell us a little bit about, like, like what the class entailed? So basically this was supposed to be a – not supposed to be. It was a, uh, (laughs) like, (laughs) Beginner's Witchcraft 101 Um, I wanted it to be accessible to people who both wanted to maybe pursue or think about pursuing being Wiccan as well as people who just wanted to do this in a secular way. Because like I said in the class, you know, whether it's the gods or goddesses or whether you're just saying Mother Earth, we're talking about the same energy. It's, It's energy work when it comes to witchcraft. So it all depends on how you want to approach it. So with that in mind, I did talk about the Sabbaths because it's the time of the year and, you know, it's different for the Southern hemisphere. So I address that. Um, Mm -hmm. But whether you're Wiccan or not, there are some things that you do need to, in my opinion, know about. And that like, that's one of the things, knowing how to work the earth during different times of the year. Um, But I also talked about like beliefs and whatnot. And I know that comes from my own belief system, my Wiccan Bruja system, but I kind of feel like they're just good things to know. So, you know, we did all that, talked about how to set up a ritual, how to, you know, um, cast a circle. And then the last, it was five lessons. And the fifth lesson was a little bit of magic. So that's what it was. And this class, you're not like running it anymore, but could people like access it if they wanted to? So this was done through the World Divination Association, who are like a bunch of incredible people. Um, and the founders just like, I love her so much. She's great. Um, she offers this live version. And then she has the version that's like the study home program. And she is studying, she's studying, she's setting that all up uh, right now so that yes, you'd be able to take it. And it would just be like all the videos, all the handouts, but it wouldn't be like talking to me every day and all that other stuff. So she's going to set that up soon. Once it's up, I will let people know through Instagram and I guess on the podcast um, when they can do that. So yeah, at some point it will be. And Okay, what was your... Oh, sorry. Go. I was no, gonna, you first. I was going to say, we, we're also going to have a Facebook group where people can just continue to talk to each other and 
encourage each other and all that, but she's in the process of setting that up. But, you know, again, these are crazy times, so it's not that easy to just, there's a lot, yeah. of, there's a lot going on in everybody's lives. So, yeah, but it'll happen. What was your favorite part about running the class? Um, I think my favorite part was when people would tell me, I've been doing X, whatever it is, for a while now, and I thought I was doing it wrong. And I'm glad to know that I wasn't doing it wrong. And I think it's some of the things that we talk about on the podcast. Like, I'm so sick of people saying, well, that's not the way you do it. Okay, first of all, step back. Is it working for that person? What exactly is that person doing that's harming themselves or anybody else? Um, They're comfortable with it. And especially when people told me my mother did like this or my grandmother. You know what? That's To Mm -hmm. me, that's more real than what any book or what anybody could learn and tell me, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was good when people felt confident and they felt good and they realized, yeah, like I'm going to accept this. Like I am a witch and I'm, no one's going to tell me. I think one person did tell me that someone like had put her down at one point and I was like, oh, hell no. Like you do it your way. Like they were all so amazing. So, but that I think was my favorite part. I love that. I also heard a rumor that there might be a second class. <laughs> uh Yes. So basically, I asked everybody, I surveyed them, because I was like, all right, we can go anywhere after the basics. So I asked them, okay, guys, where would you like to go from this? And the top five, because the classes are always done in five. So the top five answers were candle magic, herbs, sigils, alphabets, and scrying. So that's what I'm working on now um, to set up so that we can offer witchcraft level two. I think, first of all, I think that's a great, like, set of things to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had done more with herbs when I started out, because I'm not super good at them now. I'm surprised that crystals is not on that list, because I think that's, like, very on trend right now. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> crystals isn't on there because I didn't put it on there. Oh, so you didn't give them the option? Nope. Why? I would give crystals as an option if we did a level three. But here's the thing. And I didn't have that. I did not have any looky-loos in the class. I definitely had people who were already practicing, people who just wanted to see a different approach. Like, I definitely had, like, amazing people. But Mm -hmm. part of my fear with crystals, because I don't know how they're going to set it up. I don't know if they're going to say, you have to take level one to take level two, or the level two is going to be open to everybody. Crystals are so popular right now and i kind of don't want to hype them up anymore than they already are like i just don't that's fair which is not to say like crystals are bad but we're like taking all these crystals out of the earth just because what because it's cool like every teenage girl carries around crystals why so oh man the one thing i was disappointed about i mean i i like teaching all these things Mm-hmm. But I was upset that, well, some people posted it, but not everybody wanted poppets. I just thought it'd be fun to look, because <laughs> you can make a poppet look any way you want. You can make a poppet yeah. out of wax. You can make a poppet out of material. Like, there's so many different ways to make a figure. And I was like, oh, okay, you guys don't want poppets? All right, fine. I think poppets are a little intimidating. I feel like poppets would go in a witchcraft level three class. But I think poppets, for me, I'm just going to say this one thing, because I want to teach it. But <laughs> yeah, 
I feel like it's such a great way if you don't do Reiki and you want to concentrate on doing some distance healing. Making your own poppet, I think, is a great way to help heal. That's the only way I've ever used a poppet. I've I've never used a poppet any other way. So, But I, I see what you're saying. People are thinking that's like, oh, we're going to stick pins in the poppet. Like, no. I mean, I'm also imagining like having to sew, which I'm also not particularly good at. Okay, my poppets all look really crazy because I can't sew. But who cares? It doesn't have to look pretty. I'm not saying this is not a doll making class. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like for witches who like candle magic, you can make a candle of a person. Um, I know you can buy them, but it's not the same thing. Um, and if you like to sew and I don't know. And the thing is, that's where all your knowledge of like crystals and herbs can come in handy and all this stuff. But whatever. They didn't want it. No, I'm kidding. Some of them. Did. So basically what you're saying is, listeners, if you want Scorpio to run a poppet class, you should reach out to the World Divination Association and ask Tony to have her run a poppet class. No, let's see if people take the level two. I will definitely, I won't even ask. I'll just put things in that I want. To <laughs> I'll do. just do it. Well, because there were a couple of things where I was like, oh, uh, like, okay, we won't mm-hmm. do that. That's fine. But I think level three would be like, okay, people, like, this is it. And by the way, like, you know, this level two is an intro to these things. I mean, herbs themselves would be an entire class. Yeah, it's like Witchcraft 102, not Witchcraft 201. Right. Yeah, this is definitely Witchcraft 102. You know, if people really want stuff like that, I could... um, I I don't know about all of the ones that I'm doing for 102. I don't know that I have that much more to give. But for herbs, oh my god, like... You have a lot. Yeah, and like candle magic, I'm really going to limit myself to a couple of things because there's so many ways to do it, so... Yeah, you def- I could definitely go on more with candle magic. I could do more with herbs, definitely with sigils. I mean, we'll see. But um, yeah, this is like an intro to all those things. So you can start using it. That's my whole thing. Like every class, you should be able to just go from day yeah. one. And then, you know, maybe Witchcraft 103, crystals will be like not cool anymore. And then you'll do a class about them. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I have to. I think at that point I have to do crystals. I can't avoid crystals, but I just thought, yeah, no, nah, I'm not feeling this right now. I think you make a really good point, though. It is super important that we're critical of, like, where we're getting our crystals from and making sure that they're being harvested in, like, as ethical a way as possible. Yeah. Because it, it makes me think of, like, um, like diamonds, you know, everybody wants a diamond in their engagement ring. Everybody wants diamond jewelry. But, like, you have to be really certain that you're not getting, like, literally a blood diamond. True. So crystals being cool is great because I love crystals. But then it's that many more people who aren't being critical and, like, thinking about where these things are coming from and if they really need them. I mean, I have little crystal nuggets. Right. And mostly they have been given to me by people because I personally only buy a certain like certain crystals that I buy for myself. Everything else has been given to me because I feel like if a crystal works for me, why am I going to buy another crystal that does the same thing if the one that I bought is already working? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I basically, I, go ahead. 
Nope, you first. No, I was going to say, I basically just work with five crystals. It doesn't mean I don't work with others people have given me. But if you said to me, you can only buy, that's fine. I know my five that I buy. You know? Yeah. I really like buying crystals for other people. Mm. Um, Because I feel like it's a great gift that is like low-key witchy. But also just like, hey, I was thinking of you. Like a little something. Right. Um, what are your five crystals that you buy? Um, oh, first of all, the whole Jinx buy me a crystal thing. Yeah. So that did come up in my class. I don't know what we were talking about and I told them about that. And one person was like, that's it. I'm doing this from now on with my friends. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so my five are Labradorite, Fire Agate, Clear Quartz, Selenite, and Hematite. Okay. Yeah. No citrine? Oh, yeah. I do have some citrine, but not tons of it. Okay. I, so I I use Labradorite. I have a bunch of Labradorite, like, slabs and stuff. And I have hematite. Clear quartz, yeah. What is, what's, what is fire agate? (laughs) Okay, so fire agate, and I can't always find it, so... I'm hesitant to even say, but no, I will. Um, it's a fierce protector. This is very okay. powerful. Like, if there's, you think you're going to be near any place that's negativity, and you want that extra oomph, like, a fire agate protects you and just sends crap back. Like, mm-mm, not here, bitch. Like, this is not happening. So, I love it. I use black tourmaline for that okay. purpose. Um, and I think it, I think I like the idea because black tourmaline is more like absorptive, Mm -hmm. I think. Like if fire agate is sending things back, black tourmaline is just like putting it in a cage. And I just love the idea that the tourmaline is almost like a record of all of that negative energy that you can look back on and be like, look at what I've overcome. I am also really into crystals, which is my problem. I know. I have a ton of crystals. (laughs) And do you remember, like, I don't remember how many years ago it was because time is incomprehensible to me right now. Yeah. But we went to um, to this little cafe in Nyack, uh, Didier. Oh, my God. I, I remember being there talking to you about how, like, I don't really, I don't really buy crystals that often. I'm not really, like, that into crystals. And now I'm, like, a a hoarder. That's what happens. You get, like, one crystal and then suddenly you're like, I need a hundred of these. I should probably unpack being a crystal hoarder a little bit. Yeah. Do it. Because it's not not good. I don't, like, encourage other people to, to be like me. Well, I mean, to be honest, what crystals are you buying? You're buying the little, the tumble stones, right? I have a lot of, I have tumble stones, but I also buy a lot um, from Everyday Magic, from their online sales. Okay, so that's something I think that we should talk about. Because people might be curious, like, I mean, after we just said, don't hoard crystals, but how do you hoard crystals? Like, how do you buy crystals? Okay, that is, yes. So, there's, there's a shop in Nyack that I go to whenever I need something like to carry on me or like if I'm going to get a gift for somebody I'll go there because that tends to be like where I get my tumbles where I get my small stones 
But one of the things that I really like to do is Everyday Magic does like live sales where they get on Instagram and they'll show you like all of these big, beautiful, like juicy crystals. And then you can go onto their website and pick out like the specific crystal that you saw and buy that. What I tend to do with those live sales is I just don't watch the live. And then I go, if I like when I feel called to, I go onto their website and I pick a crystal. And so it's almost like I'm getting like a random crystal. Okay. But it's the it's it's a thing that I do only if it's like if I'm called to do it. So there have been days where they're like, oh, you know, like they did live sales all this week, all quarantine week one. And I didn't buy anything from them. I just, I was like, I don't need this. But I, I have a bunch of like more um, like bigger stones that I bought not knowing what they were going to be, but knowing that I needed to buy them. I mean, it, I know you've had great luck with everyday magic, but I don't know. I always have this hesitancy to get crystals online. Like, cause I have to touch them. Don't you feel you have to touch them? So, it, no, I guess for me, so like if I'm buying tumbles as a gift for somebody, I'm buying the tumbles based on what the traditional properties of the stone are and like I'll pick it up and I'll feel it but it just has to not have a bad vibe because I'm giving it to somebody else with everyday magic when I get the stones it's almost like I'm having a conversation with that stone so some of them are like very low key I've I've like picked up a couple of their stones and just been like oh okay chill vibes but I've picked up a couple of their stones and been like, wow, what? Okay. <laughs> what is this? But it's very much like I am, I'm not looking for the energy of the crystal to match me. I'm looking to learn from the energy of that crystal. Does that make any it sense? It does make sense. I mean, that's why okay. I feel like I need to touch it because sometimes you feel a crystal and there's nothing there for me. Yeah, and actually that's a really good question because I think, you know, I know when we went to Salem, we we went to like one of the shops there and we had Aquarius holding crystals to try and see if she got a vibe. How do you know? First of all, Aquarius gets very tense with things. She does so get very I'm tense. She could even like feel like her own, you know, breath coming in and out. She was so nervous. We were telling her to feel yeah. the crystal. Um, how do you know it's different for everybody? First of all, your left hand is your receptor hand. So that's where you want to place the crystal. Now, what you feel, that's going to be different. So like for me, I know a crystal is good if I feel like a tingly, like a cool tingly. Um, if I feel nothing, if it's just room temperature, I mean, a crystal is always going to be cooler, but that changes. Like the longer it's in your hand, the, you don't feel anything. That to me is a dud. For me, it doesn't mean that it can't work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, I have to feel that coolness, that tingly, and then I go, ooh, all right, baby, you're coming home with me. Let's see what we're going to do. Let's see what I'm going to – and you're right. You do learn from the crystals, um, but you got to feel something. Um, but everybody says the same thing, whether they feel hot, whether they feel cold, whether they feel tingly. You feel something. You just kind of know it. But you have to give yourself time. Like You have to place it in your hands. 
And if you have to close your eyes, you close your eyes. If you have to, um, you know, put your hands around to do that. Um, you know, it's so funny. I know you can't see me. I'm actually holding a crystal right now. <laughs> oh, I wish I should have brought a bunch with me and just like laid well, them out. They're on oh, my desk, so I'm. I'm. People in the podcast are going to know about this. The people who listen to the podcast are going to know about this, but the people on Instagram who don't listen. I am going to, I'm going to like take a picture with a bunch of crystals around my laptop and pretend like I was doing that the whole time. (laughs) So that's our inside joke. That's our little secret for the podcast. No, I have different crystals on my, on my desk at home that are set up a particular way or that I have for a particular reason. But so when we're talking about it, I was like, okay, let me feel this crystal. And yeah, this baby's like, she's humming. She's good. I think that, I think it's really telling that you're a Scorpio and I'm a Gemini because I think that that's like a, it's a very like intuitive way to pick up crystals that you're describing. And I'm doing a very like cerebral way. Like I'm very much trying to like research and like analyze and, and figure out what the crystal means and all that. But I don't necessarily have that moment where I like sit down and I I hold the crystal and I like feel its energy as oh, much. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yes. I mean it's all intuitive. Now, the first time that I really got into crystals, I I have bad anxiety and it's gotten better over the years. Um and I went to Flower Power, which I know we've talked about, but I went to the one in the city, not the one in Piermont. This was a while ago. And I was talking to this woman cuz I was trying to pick up these herbs and she's like what's going on? And I'm telling her and she said um give me your left hand. And she dropped, she didn't show me what it was. She just dropped a crystal in my hand. She was like, just close, close your eyes. Just feel it. Girl, I feel like someone had given me a shot of something. I just felt so chill. Oh, and wow. I said, she goes, how do you feel? And she goes, ah, you don't have to even tell me. She goes, you feel good. I was like, what is this? And she was like, it's Labradorite. She, there were other people in the store, like they were working. She left with me, took me a block away, took me to a crystal place. She was like, this place is going to hook you up. Uh, she didn't work for them. Um, she didn't. She, she just, just knew them? knew that this is the place. She goes, it's run by a shaman. The funny thing is, I'd walked by this shop a million times. It just has plants outside. I had no idea the inside had all these crystals. I and love she, that. I feel like that's the kind of experience that we all wish that we right? had. And she said to me, she goes, get some small. Get something you can carry with you. Get something you can hold. So I did. So I didn't like break the bank or anything like that, getting a little crystal. Um, and then later on, I got, I have a larger piece that I bought for my altar that has been a really great meditative piece. It's got great energy, this crystal. Um, so I don't abuse it, but if a crystal works, then, you know, and other people have held Labradorite and said, nope, doesn't feel calm to me. And I'm like, well, baby, there you go. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So you have to kind of like work with what, like, yes, I think that it's it's a bit of both. It's a bit of doing research first and saying, you know, I don't know what I need something for X and then reading up on it. But then once you go to the store, that's where intuition has to come in. That's where you have to hold it and go, yeah, no, not for me. Or, oh, wow, this is for me. You know, don't just say, oh, yeah, Labradorite is calling me. I'm going to buy a ton of Labradorite. Have you ever held Labradorite? Maybe it won't work with you. Yeah. You need something else. I think the only stone that I know everybody loves is selenite because to charge, uh, to cleanse, sorry, to cleanse crystals, it's, it's awesome. Um, full disclosure, I do not 
particularly care for selenite. Get out. For real, for real. I bought a small... Was I with you? When we went to... Did I buy selenite when we went to Salem? It was a different I trip. I could not tell you. Okay. Um, I know I bought a little... No, I don't think I was with you. I think I was with my husband one time. I, I, I'm there too often, except for now. That's Well, we're not anywhere now. Let me tell you something. As soon as all this is over, I think that's one of the first places I want to go is I want to hit Salem. Um, oh, for sure. So... Anyway, I got a nice little plate. It's got, it's carved and it's got like a pentagram in the middle. I love it. And I have it in the middle of my altar and I put, when I want to cleanse stones, I put them on there. I have like a little tiny ball of selenite that I keep in, um, in a pouch Mm -hmm. with a bunch of broken crystals because I like the energy of those broken crystals, but I feel like the brokenness like needs a little bit of a like a chill pill, basically. Mm. But I don't really, I also uh, am notorious for not cleansing crystals um, anywhere near as often as I should. So that might be another reason why I'm not super into selenite. Well, I mean, if- this is a great, I, I just want to take a moment really quick. Um, everybody make sure that you're checking whether or not your crystals can go in water. Oh God, yes. Some of them cannot. Yeah. That's some of them. If you put them in water, it's super dangerous. Um, oh, wow. I actually didn't even think about this, but I have a water bottle that has like a big obsidian chunk in it. And like now I'm ha- I have to like double check and make sure that there's it's OK to put obsidian in water. I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure that it is because it's, you know, in the water bottle that they sold to me. But I'm going to double check anyway. Oh, you have one of those water bottles with the crystal inside of it? Okay. Yep. I don't know about that. It's fine. Yeah. But you also have to watch out because some of these crystals you can't wear like lotions and stuff. And then if you put them on like around your neck. Um, yep. I was also, I heard somebody tell someone else, your crystals, you should wear them on your left hand. Because if you wear them, if you're wearing a ring. If you wear it on your right hand, it's like you are draining the energy of the crystal on your right hand. Now, that may be true. I'm still wearing it on my right hand because that's just how my my hands work. Yeah. I think if I wasn't married, it might be different. But since I wear my wedding ring on my left hand, I'm not going to wear all my jewelry on my left hand and have what on my right. So it's, it's weird. Yeah, I have certain rings that I will wear on certain hands, but it it really does. It more depends on, like, the aesthetic for me than the possible spiritual practice. I want to make sure my hands are balanced. Yeah, to me, there's, yeah, I have a way I wear my rings. I mean, I guess I could try to get used to, I could wear my wedding ring on my right hand. Oh, no, no, no. I hate that. <laughs> well, in, in certain parts of Spain, you wear your wedding ring on your right hand. Okay. I hate it slightly less. No, but... I'm just saying, like, some people do do that. So it's like, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, I did my first crystal grid r- oh, very cool. recently. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know because coronavirus. Oh, God. Um, I did a big, like, um... I think I posted like a picture of it, but I don't think I talked about it in detail on the Instagram. I did like a big ritual for 
um, like abundance and, and to draw the job that is best serving me is how I'm going to describe that. Um, and I like, I got like cute little rose quartz and I got, um, got like grounding stones and like abundant stones and I put them all in a circle and I did that and it was great. It was super fun. But, um, as someone who doesn't do crystal grids a lot, I had to go out and get small mm-hmm. stones. Like I, I have so many big, like almost like generator stones that I had to be like, oh, okay, let's roll it back. What, what can I use that is going to be multi-purpose that I could use for a crystal grid in the future, but is also going to be small enough that I can fit it around my candle. I like crystal grids for healing too. Do you use crystal grids often? And how do you determine the stones and the way you want to set it up? Um, do I use them often? No. Because I find that the fastest way, if somebody contacts me and they're like, okay, somebody's sick or somebody this, somebody that, can you send energy? I, I'm, I'm not, my job is I want to get to the task at hand. So for that, I have my, uh, my healing poppet, my general healing okay. poppet, which means I use it for a lot of different people. Um, and I just use Reiki energy for that. And I'm like, boom, done, did it. If there is a prolonged illness, like about at the hospital, I will do Reiki energy first. And then usually... After that is when I will say, you know what, let me set up a crystal grid for this. Let me put the um, my poppet, if she's the tiny poppet, I put that one in the middle and I kind of have the crystals. I'll put a crystal on top of her. I'll put crystals around her and, and I have like a, uh, what do you call it? A um, Like a cloth, a, a crystal grid cloth. Mm-hmm. What crystals I use? Crystals that I use depends on if I know the person, not if I know the person, I don't have to know them. I'm saying how much information the person who has contacted me has given me. If I know something more about that person, then I can kind of customize the stones for that person based on their sign, based on where they live, based on a bunch of different things. If I don't know much, if the doctors don't know, they're like, we don't know, they're just person's just in the hospital. Then I just want to use, I'm going to go with my intuition and choose crystals that I think would be good for general healing right? Like if somebody has something with their throat, I'm not going to use the same crystal and you know what I mean? But if I don't know, if nobody knows or whatever, I just want to get the healing done. So usually the only thing I ask people is for the name of the person. Um, so at least I have something more to ground me. Uh, sometimes people send me pictures and they'll tell me a little bit more and that's different, but, um, does that make sense what I'm saying? No. Yeah, absolutely. Usually like, again, I usually have your facial cues to tell me, huh? Still down. And then I know to like stop and I know this is so weird. Yeah, so it's like, okay, I don't know if she's just like, I have a million questions, I don't know what's happening, but okay. So it it all depends. And I think that's one of the things with with being a witch is that, yes, we've talked about it before, you should have your tried and true spells. But for me, when it comes to doing a spell, a healing spell or something like that long distance, I have to feel it. I have to feel what I'm feeling. And, and trust it, trust that even though I don't know who the person is, maybe my guides know something. So I may pull for a stone that I go, okay, this isn't even a thing, but I'm feeling drawn to it. So there's a reason behind this. I'm going to go with that crystal. Does that make sense? So I do stuff like that. I think that that, 
kind of is to sum up, I think that's the take on crystals is that we need to really make sure that we're trusting our intuition, listening to ourselves and to our guides and to whatever else, and not just buying rocks. Right. Like as much as I joke that that's like, I call crystals shiny rocks, it's important that we are especially because they come out of the earth and they don't go back. Make sure that you're like sitting and and thinking about the choice, even for like a small tumble stone, because being a hoarder is terrible and I don't wish that on anyone. And if people are feeling bad about, okay, you know what? I don't even use this crystal, blah, blah, blah. You can cleanse it and give it to somebody else or you can put it back in the earth. Yeah. So there's a lot of options for these little rocks. And I'm going to say, you know, the same thing goes for herbs as well. I've seen people take an herb class and then they go out and they buy, like the class is over and they're like, okay, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. I want, uh, and I'm going, okay, are you really going to use all of them? Like after an herbal class, like I may buy like two herbs. Like, okay, this is good. I didn't know about this and I'm actually going to use it. People like love to hoard and it's, and look, I'm guilty of it too. If you look at my jars, I have tons of herbs there. And some of them, I'm like, why did I buy this? Like, this was like, I was like on a kick for something. And it's like, ah, I'm going to buy so much of this. And then after a while, you're like, "Eh, I don't need half of this anymore. But, um, and especially if you grow your own, then you really get crazy. (laughs) But that'll be another day we talk about herbs. Yeah, we definitely have to do that. Yeah. And I think it would be nice at some point, and listeners, please, you know, let us know if you're into it. I would like to have a, a discussion just sort of centered around the consumerist part of witchcraft. Mm. Because I, I think that right now I'm synthesizing a lot of stuff about like how my practice has worked in relation to my hoarder tendencies that that needs more time. You know, like I, I want to talk about it, but it's also 43 minutes into this recording and I don't want to put out a two hour podcast. Um, yeah, I think that that's important to talk about. I'm going to mention one other thing. Oh, okay. So in other news that happened to us, and I don't know if you want to talk about it. So like maybe two weeks before we were shut down, um, we got outed a little bit at work. Oh my God. <sighs> yeah, we did. I, don't know. I feel like we should talk about it because I think this is like, it, this has been our worst nightmare. Yeah, it has been especially my yeah. worst nightmare. We talked about it. You don't have tenure yet. <laughs> and the reason that I did the whole big ritual is because I have so much anxiety about tenure that I was just like, let's just do this. I will I will let the universe know that I really want to be in this position that I'm in with tenure. Yeah. But I'm also going to let the universe know that I'm open to whatever happens and boom. And so I did this massive freaking crystal grid to be like, give me tenure or whatever's best for me. And then they yeah. found out. So, and, and <laughs> as we've mentioned before, which is the reason why we use Scorpio and Gemini, although people have, um, because they've taken my class, people are making the connection um, of my actual name. But I, we just kind of like it now. It's been a year. I can't imagine not being a Scorpio and Gemini. Maybe maybe at some point yeah. we can lax a little bit and crawl each other. Not anybody else in which space. I just want to make that clear because I can just hear people. I can just see the phone calls I'm going to get. <laughs> what did you say about names? Like, we're never going to say your name, bitches. Like, relax. Yeah. But, um, so. 
I think I forget my name sometimes when we're I doing this. Once I called you your actual name once, and we were cracking up. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so that happened, and luckily the person approached me about it. Oh my god, I would have, I would have okay, shit myself. You had to see. So we go to the cafeteria at work. This is early in the morning before classes. I'm with a colleague who knows about us, so it's, it wasn't that bad. And an administrator comes in and is like, oh, you know, I was on Twitter, you know, because a lot of teachers have Twitter accounts. I don't have a teacher Twitter account. I used to use Twitter to complain about stuff just to like let it out. And I just don't use it. I just, I don't care for Twitter. Um, And she was like, oh yeah. And then I saw that you mentioned, because of course somebody was asking on Twitter, one of the few times I went on, um, one of the people person a person that I follow was like oh do you know any podcasts with Latinx people and I was like me that's me so I actually <laughs> follow my podcast I know, so I responded hey which space podcast and I guess even though I don't follow anybody from work this administrator found me saw that and was like oh I was listening it's really good and then she mentioned your name and it took everything I had to keep smiling because my heart dropped and I thought this is Gemini's worst nightmare and my yeah. colleague was like, you've got to tell her. And I was like, okay. So I did the Snapchat, like, hey, girl, right? I was like, oh, like, guess what? We have a new fan, but you saw right through me. It was so funny. Yeah, because you were, like, trying to be, like, so chill about it. And I just knew <laughs> just from your body language that you were freaking out. And then I started freaking out. <laughs> so we had this complete freak out at work. And, um, like, we're laughing about it. But the truth of the matter is... It's scary times because I feel like during these times, during everything, I know witches are out there sending healing energy, sending love. And that's what I love about our community, that I know people are doing that. You know, I know people can't wait to do more for other people. And that's the truth about witchcraft. That's the love in witchcraft is that whether you're secular or you're religious, you care about this planet. You care about the people. You, you are just awesome. Okay. Not to say other people aren't, but I'm just saying we're awesome. Yeah. So, but just the idea that somebody may not get that, that somebody may watch Sabrina and th- go, okay, so now oh my they're God. Church of Night or something like that. And it's Hail Satan or whatever. And um, that it's just scary that we live in times when you don't know how people are going to approach it. For as much as we've said, oh, people think witchcraft is cool. Yeah, some people and some people think it's horrible. So... So it's scary. It's scary. Um, I'd love to hear if anybody who's listening to us has had an experience like that at work, whether somebody just kind of like outs you, just kind of like, oh, hey, kind of thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So what did I do? So our last day at work, we had to go in uh, to prepare lessons. <laughs> did you see how I was dressed? <laughs> no, I don't know if I you remember. Probably don't, we were all nervous that day. I was like, Okay, so now I'm going to go dress. You know, it's dress down. You're just kind of whatever. So I was ensconced in black. And I was, you know, I was like, I'm every like witchy meme with my jewelry. I was like, you know what? I'm living it. Oh my God, I love it. I'm just living it. Not that I ever really hit it, but it was like, ah, you know, it's all just, you know, adults in the building at that point. It's like, ah, you know, whatever. But hey, listen, maybe somebody's listening to us and they're, they're gaining knowledge. People will have like witch administrators soon. That would be awesome. All I want is for anybody who knows who I am and is listening to this podcast to not talk to me about it until like September 
2020. Um, you can definitely talk to me about it because I do love. Yeah, Scorpio is very open. And I love talking about it. But really, like, part of me was like, so, you want to be a witch now? Like, I just think it would be fantastic to know that one of our administrators was a witch. It would just make me so happy. I, I agree with you. I know. Not completely. you. You're nervous. But, I'm still yeah. panicking. No, it's all good. I told you the person loved the podcast. So. Yeah, and I mean, listen, They anybody who knows who I am and is listening to this podcast is more than welcome to come talk to me about running a podcast. I will happily talk for hours about well, that. Well, I actually told her to but talk to you about that, to be honest with you. Love well, that. because, I mean, she was asking, and I'm like, okay, this is the first time I'm running Audacity, so my fear is that at the end of this, I'm going to have to call you back and go, um, we have to do this all over again because I have no idea what I did. No, I did it, I did Okay, it. well, do you see, do you see blue no, stuff? Yes. Okay, I'm not brain dead. I'm like, (laughs) I see that. I'm just, I'm a little nervous about like saving it. I want to make sure that it's saved. But I think we did this yesterday and I think I did okay. So. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to be fine. So it'll be good. I'm sure that we're going to be fine with coronavirus. We're going to be fine with this administrator. We're going to be fine with Audacity. Everything's going to be fine. We just have to get through all of it. And I hope that anybody who's listening to us can also feel that, that we're going to be fine social distance, you know, reach out to people, FaceTime, Skype. There's so many ways to talk to people and see them. You know, I set up a dinner date, a virtual dinner date with some of my friends who we were going to see each other um, a couple of weeks before this started to get bad. And then it started to get bad. And I was like, guys, like, I'm not going out. Like, I personally was like, I'm socially distancing myself. And then, you know, boom, now everybody's doing it. And So I reached out to one of them and I was like, how do you feel about like we all get together on, you know, some platform and have dinner? Like, you know, and and he was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. So I was like, "Okay, tell somebody else, the person who always organizes it. I'm like, let her organize the date. And then, um, yeah, we'll have dinner and just sit there and you can make it fun is what I'm saying. You can make um, getting together with people virtually a lot of fun. You know, you have to socially distance, but you don't have to isolate yourself. Right. And you know what? If you're having dinner with friends, get dressed up. Like, don't just show up in your sweats. Like, how would you have gone to the dinner? Well, then that's how you dress up, at least from the waist up where people, you know, can see you. You can wear your sweats yeah. on the bottom. But yeah, like get dressed up, make it an event, put a candle on the table. You know what I mean? Get that glass of wine out, even if you're just going to have water, like make it look fancy. And then it could be a lot of fun. And I think that we're going to see... And by we, I mean witch space and followers of witch space. We're going to see more of of you and me being on Instagram Live as well because I think it's a great way to interact with our followers and to to get to be a little bit of a community. And I think being a community is so important Absolutely. right now. Not just like the witch community, but also like a, the people around yeah. you. Just making sure that there is a support system in place for every aspect of your life. Absolutely. So four C's today. Corona, class, crystals, community. There you go. I like it. Boom. And I just realized on, on Instagram, you can request to be on somebody's Instagram live. Have you ever seen that? Uh-huh. So I'm just saying, like, when you go on as which space, I can request. But then I think my name comes up, right? Yeah, but technically your name is already out there. No, I'm just saying for people who, like, they see my name and think, Oh my God, I'm going to follow her for witch tips. You're really just going to see like stuff about old horror movies, my love of 
and like really dope rockabilly outfits. I love outfits. rockabilly. I only have two modes. I'm either an elder goth or um totally rockabilly. So I'm going to say <laughs> elder well, goth because you know I just when I think of goth I think of like an 18 year old. So so no, basically yeah. So I'm just like rockabilly 97 percent of the time, and then then that's it. That I'm just either completely in black and. I'm an elder goth. So that's all you're going to see on, yeah. on Instagram. There's no witch stuff on there at all on my own account. Yeah, we have to, we have to you know, have a personal life as well as yeah, a Yeah, I just life. don't want to disappoint people. They go on there and like, there's nothing witchy here. Like, yeah, no, duh. I think that people just like you, Scorpio. I think that they're just fans of you as Aww. a person. I don't know. I, I can basically confirm that. If you are a fan of Scorpio as a person, please DM us. Because I really, actually, I'm going to put a oh, poll up God. on Instagram because I want to yeah. be right. That's yeah, my one thing. Wrong, I like to I'm be right. Be crushed, so, uh, so I won't bleh, be wrong. Bleh. Boom. All right. Um, well, I'm a fan of yours. Anything else? Oh, I'm, I'm a fan of yours, too. I think I think that's it for, for this one. Um, yeah. Next up is going to be we're gonna oh god i forgot artemis yes we're gonna talk about artemis i already did my reading of course but i'm ready i'm like psyched because people really loved when we talked about hecate so now it's artemis's turn yeah it's kind of exciting to get to talk about my actual religion yeah and i like you know the whole aspect of talking about like because the things that you do that I didn't know and things I already found out, but I'll wait for the podcast that you told me were wrong about how I see Artemis. So I was like, Ooh, well, not wrong. I mean, we can see it one way. Different. So I think yeah. it's really cool. I say that it's wrong because if she's a Greek goddess, I'm not saying she can't be used in a different way, but then the Greeks are right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. To me, it's like, if you see a goddess in a certain way, then I would rather defer to you, even though I may use her in a, not in a different way. How do I say this? I would defer to how you use her so that I can incorporate that in my practice more than use her a different way because I feel like that's the original way. So that's the best way. That makes but, sense. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not saying that anybody's wrong and using the gods any way they want. I'm just saying that's just like how I feel. So that's what I love. Yeah. And we'll, we'll discuss it pretty, pretty more in detail. Yeah. But that's what I love about listening more about Hellenismos because I feel like I'm learning more about gods that I have worked with, or maybe always wanted to work with, stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Well, yeah. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem is we can't see each other. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be quiet. Okay. Thank you to Sean McShane for our amazing intro and outro music. He's one of the people I'm going to have di- virtual dinner with. <laughs> Sean McShane. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Tell him I said hi. I and, um... And thank you, everybody, everybody for listening. You know, keep reaching out. We love you guys. Stay safe. Stay positive. And, you know, keep doing those spells on love and energy. And before you know it, we're going to be back out there. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us.
And now we press stop.